Hello, hello, hello. Hi. Welcome to the gripe. Oh my gosh, we were just griping about armchair expert. That's how he starts it. He's like, oh, no hello, way. hello, hello, hello. I know, sorry. Let's do this over, please. I think that maybe... Have you ever listened to Armchair Expert? Tell me who's in it again. Dex. Oh, that's right. No, I have not listened to it. So I was wondering if like... Because we were just talking about... Zero Armchair. influence. Did it like no, no, no. seep into your brain? No, he's he has no influence over me. I find him so annoying. <laughs> I don't know why. He's very like self-impressed and he likes to talk about all of his problems and a lot of people are really into that these days uh-huh. guess who's not you me because everybody <laughs> has problems everybody's depressed everybody's anxious that's just part of being a human in the world right i mean that's that whole like phenomenon of like um you know, I think I need to go on meds because, like, at parties, I get really anxious. <laughs> it's like, no, you're not the only one. That does not make you special. Um, you just got to suffer through it like, like everyone else. Mm-hmm. Some liquid, liquid, liquid courage. Or just, like, Supple. a coping mechanism. <laughs> Come up with a coping mechanism. Well, that's, or, what, that's what the meds are for, apparently. Or don't go to parties. <laughs> Stay your ass at home. <laughs> oh, sads. <laughs> and that is Allison. <laughs> She's got opinions today. I have opinions today. Um, And this is Kai. Oh, yeah, sorry. (laughs) I'm like accusing uh, Dak Shepard of being a narcissist. (laughs) And then here I go. Here I go. So, this Monday was pretty big here in Washington State. Monday, March 12th. Okay. Was that Monday? Well, it was the 14th. But on March 12th, we got to take our mask off. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so that's pretty big. And I, I think of Monday as, like, the bigger day because... Um, Saturday was when it officially happened. Yeah. Yeah. It was big for me on Monday because Charlotte didn't have to wear her mask to school. Mm-hmm. And her, she's only in first grade. So Monday was the very first day of her elementary school career yeah. that she hasn't had a mask. Now, how is that going? Do you feel like... That was a big deal to her as well. Yeah, and she would everyone else. She wouldn't leave the house without her mask on Monday. I encouraged her. I was like, leave it at home. And she wouldn't. Why? Because she was afraid that somebody was going to ask her to put it on and she wouldn't have a mask. <sighs> oh. Well, she could have kept it in her pocket or something. Well, yeah. I mean, I, she took it. I oh. wasn't like, no. Oh, I thought that she had it on her face. No, no, no. She just uh, put it in her backpack. I see, I see, I see. Um, and, but Tuesday and Wednesday... And this morning, there weren't any, you know, Mm -hmm. hesitancies. But I was chatting about this with um, a friend of mine at the studio yesterday who has children that are older, that Mm -hmm. are in, like, middle school and high school. And um, their children are still wearing the mask, not because they're afraid of COVID, but because they, like, cover their face. Oh, I'm hearing a ton of that. Yeah. That's sad. It's like this little comfort thing, little, you know, little comfy blanket kind of situation. That's not good. Look, it's the world they're born into. <laughs> but it's like if you're a kid and you're doing that, like if you're an adult that you've lived your life and that's the choice <laughs> you're making. But if you're a kid and you, I understand I went through a hella awkward middle school phase and early high school phase young young girl was not cute okay like i can see how you would you know want to be like blend in but it's not good well and a lot of these little kids they haven't seen their peers without their mask on so 
it's probably really jarring, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, and I know that some kids were saying like, I like to have my face warm. That's why they want to keep it on Lies. as an excuse. Lies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it is funny because like I am hearing both sides of it. Like I have people that I know that are adamant that it's too soon to take masks off indoors mm-hmm. um, and they won't do it. And then I've got other people who have been ready for a long time. And I'm embracing the no mask situation. So what's the deal in your studio? What's the vibe? It is mask optional. But like, are some people wearing masks, some people not? Very few people are wearing masks. We have a couple of classes that are mask required because uh, the instructor... Teacher's choice. Teacher's choice, yeah. yeah. And they've got some situations that makes it... They need to have the mask on. And I totally get it. Yeah. But most people are like celebrating keeping the masks off. We had... So I taught on Monday night and I had one person come that wore a mask. Mm -hmm. And it just felt... That was fine. Yeah. It's going to be a normal thing, I think. And like nobody gave her the wonky eye or or anything like that. It was just like, do your thing. Mm -hmm. Um, How's teaching without a mask? Oh my gosh. So happy. Yeah. Um, I just, it's interesting seeing everybody's face. Like, it's there's so many nose piercings. very weird to see their face. The thing is, I've seen their faces before, most of them, but it's still really new. You a know? lot of my students I never met without a mask on. Huh. Because, so Bar 3 opened a week before the pandemic started. Mm. So then we shut down, and then we were online, and then we were in the studio with masks. So there's so many people that I've never seen their face. Mm. So many nose piercings, like nose piercings, like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> I'm like, dang, you're so edgy out here in Edmonds. <laughs> edgy Edmonds. That's funny. Um, the New York Times was really stuck in my craw this morning. Why? Because they had this stupid ass headline. Let me read it to you because you know I storied it. Hold up. Here is the headline. It's, quote-unquote, alarming. Children are severely behind in reading. The fallout from the pandemic is just being felt. We're in new territory, educators say. I'm like, really, bitch? Mm. You you trying to tell me that maybe a year and a half of online school didn't work for these exactly. five- and six-year-olds? Right. I fucking got But also, it's like, you guys, this is the situation we're in. Like, Adapt. It's not like, oh, my gosh, let's have a panic all of a sudden because they're behind. No. Like, you've been at the pace where the kids have been, right? It's not like this is new information. So there's this mom I know um, that messaged me. A lot of people have been messaging me in regards to my little mini rant on Mm -hmm. Instagram about that. This mom of a third grader, and she's pissed. And she said that um, her daughter is at risk of being held back because she's not reading on grade level. Oh, And it's like... Based on whose standards? Right. Like, what standard is grade level right now? Because two years have been messed up because of the pandemic. All right. Because children have, like, really received the shit end of the stick. Right. That sucks. Anywho, let's talk about positive things. That's not. Like, goals <laughs> being met. So, guys, two years ago when the pandy started and everybody was working out at home, I got on that train... And I started jumping on this trampoline Uh from um, 
Busy Phillips has really influenced my life, guys. So she started shopping at this store that I now shop at because it's in Charleston, South Carolina. And she also does, does this workout called L.E.K. Fit. And she used to post about it on the gram all the time. And it was Sweating, like, glowing. And just like dripping. Breathing. Yes. Mm-hmm. And when the pandemic started, I just got a little digital subscription to this fitness thing, started doing it. And I was like, this is so fun. And this is like my personality. Hype music, hype vibe, cardio. You're on a trampoline. You're on a trampoline. It's high impact, but it's... You jump in, you sweating. It's high intensity, low impact. Yes, because, Not, it's, because it's springy. Because it's bouncy. Okay. So I was like... I, I have questions about that. Okay, well, let me talk. I have doubts about that. Doubts about what? I don't like... My joints feel like they still would hurt. No, they won't. <laughs> they will not. We'll get you... So, I was talking to my husband about this, and I was like, Aaron, I could do this. Like, I, this is my thing. I want to do this. I could There's, do that. Exactly. Because <laughs> I'm a narcissist. And I was like, what would I call it? Like, AS Fit? I mean, everybody always makes fun of my, like, Instagram hand that looks like <laughs> asshurts. Could be like it could be a shirt. Look like ass hurts. <laughs> anyway, so I was he like looked off into the yonder distance for our thirty seconds. Then he looks back. He at reached me. for the answer and came up with tramp stamp. And I doubled <laughs> over laughing. And then it couldn't be anything else. It had to be tramp stamp because that is like it's funny. It's irreverent. Like. It also is what you're doing. You uh-huh. are jumping on a little Trampolines. mini trampoline, uh-huh. getting the workout of your life. <laughs> so, but here's the thing with me, and it's something that I know about myself. I have big ideas. I have little follow through. <laughs> is that true? That's that's the vision I have of myself. Okay. Like that I talk a lot, but I'm like a procrastinator. But I've been talking about it. I've been talking about it. I opened a bank account. You have been talking about it for many a year. It's been two years. Yeah. So, yesterday I taught my first tramp class. Party! How did it go? I was very nervous. Um, But then once I got in there and I got my vibe and I had four people, and two of them were people I know um, from teaching fitness classes, and two of them were my personal friends. And it was just a good vibe, good energies. You got that first one out of the way. I got out of the way. I know, like, the logistics, like, what I could do better, what I need to fix. So... I'm proud of myself. Nice. Putting, putting my action where my mouth is. Excellent. And more news to come, I'm sure. I hope so. Because, you know, I go from zero to 100. I'm like, there could be tramp stamps all over the country. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the name is very franchisable. It is. Should I even be talking about it? Because somebody might steal my idea. trademark that, honey. To TM it. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me say something I'm proud about. Tell me. Tell um, me. So... It's all about internet. Okay. It's real, real funny. So I have the Xfinity thing. Mm-hmm. That's what I use for my internet. And start paying like way less for it than I was when I lived in an apartment. Don't you like that? I love it, right? It's like little nice little savings. And so apparently I was paying like $75 a month for it, which I, I'm not sure that's a good, but I know it's way better than what I was paying before. And then all of a sudden, my bill jumped up to 120. And I was like, hmm, what is this about? So I paid it, and then I like called and was like, what's the deal? And it turns out like it's been a year. And I was on some trial, mm. I guess. Um, 
And I was like, okay, well, tell me my options to, like, make this not 120 bucks because I just don't want to pay that much. And the long of it is that, um, well, first of all, like, it takes forever. You, you there's To find uh, an actual person to mm. talk to, you have to say nothing. You have to do nothing. When they ask you, like, what are you calling for? Because it'll just give you, like, prompts. prompts. And, like, they think that... Th- what they're offering is all you're trying to get answers for. It's not. Like, I need actual help. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we went through this whole thing, and it turns out that she gave me this deal where it's now 80 bucks a month. Love it. Right? Mm-hmm. And so we finalized the deal, and I say to her, okay, so what happens in a year? Because I don't want this to happen again where i got to call you back and figure out, like, why did my, my bill go up? again it's like oh yeah it's gonna happen it's the same thing that happened next year do you know this mm-hmm. what yeah they always have these two-year deal or I, one year two-year deals and then you have to call and see what can i do <laughs> i'm actually due for that now i cannot believe that's a thing yeah it's mildly infuriating like why not like just why don't they just give you the give, best deal yes. yeah i know or, or, or like raise me five dollars every every year because that's what I feel like is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Is that a pattern? I mean, that, that did saying? what happened. That, yeah. <laughs> For you though, like, have you noticed that that's what happens with you? Pretty much. So we still have cable. Like you just pay for internet, right? That is correct. We still have cable. I probably could get rid of it, but I'm just old school. Uh-huh. I like being able to turn the TV on and watch like TBS friend, <laughs> Friends sitcom. With, with reruns. Yes. Uh, commercials in, in the middle of it. So... <laughs> And um, we watch all the sports. You know, it's March Madness right, right uh-huh. now. So we have all the shows to watch the sports. Anyway, so we pay like 175 a month. And it just went up. This last bill was like 196 And I'm like, fuck, it must be time I have to call them. <laughs> Why is this a thing? It's a thing. And so we, all people in Seattle are like, okay. It's time to call. Great. It's time to call and like get that deal back again. Mm-hmm. What in the heck? Why not just... just like, tell me what it's going to be afterwards. And, like, you know, I don't want it to be as expensive as it was, but this is a lot of effort to save some money. Yeah. And I'm willing to do it. Well, that's, but it, yeah, that's what they're betting on, that people are like, I don't want to call. I feel like I was like, oh, maybe that's just what it is, and I'm just going to let it go. It's like, no. i got to figure this out. Um, the te- We're at our office right now, and I'm getting lots of comments from the team about our internet being slow. And I oh. have- they want me to call because I'm in charge of all that shit <laughs> and I don't want to and you know what I'm going to gripe about Lumen so Lumen. we used to have um, it used to be CenturyLink who did our internet okay. and they got bought by Lumen Okay. and so now I have to call Lumen and they will just like remote into your internet systems okay. and of course my preference would be just have somebody come out and look at all this shit we have like all these wires going around every year if mm-hmm. you're trying to like Troubleshoot something with me, mm-hmm. you're not going to go very far. Good luck. <laughs> exactly. Yes. But you know, if they send somebody out and they can't find a problem that's their fault, they charge us $400. $400? Yes. No, ma'am, no God. So I got to get on the phone with them at some point. I just keep pushing it out. Now, do you think that it's going to be an, an upgrade issue or there's just something wrong with the connection? I think there's... It might just mean we <coughs> unplug the router and plug it back in. Oh, that's usually that. like, mm-hmm. <laughs> You haven't done that yet. No. <laughs> oh, my God. Start there. <laughs> but, like, I hate being in charge of that part. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of perks to my job. 
That is a that's a takeaway. <laughs> that's a negative. You know, I don't want to do this. Anyway, so that's a Seattle gripe that I have. It is freaking lumen. What I don't understand. Internet. Yeah. They got a racket going on this Seattle Seattle internet. Mm-hmm. They sure do. Hmm. Anything else? No. But speaking of Seattle. Speaking of Seattle. <laughs> What a place we live in. <laughs> <laughs> Seattle. We are fortunate? She says with a question mark. To have a lot of celebrities in our midst. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. It makes sense, though. It's yeah. a great place to live. Uh-huh. It's nature-y. nature-y. It's city-y. Uh-huh. You can go to the mountains and go to the water within no time flat. Celebs like to live on the coast, you know? I mean... West we're Coast the, elites. We're the, the coast, coastal elites. Still elites. <laughs> My dad wanted to get a t-shirt made that said, what's wrong with being elite? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Don. Oh, Don. Um, so, yeah, you don't hear many celebs living in, like, Oklahoma or... I mean, they, they're there. Kentucky. <laughs> um, okay, so today, guys, we are griping about some Seattle celebrities. Some people you may have heard of. Others are celebrities that are just local. Yeah. Such as the first person that I'm going to gripe about. Who's your person? His name is Dan motherfucking Price. Dan Price. Of course. Of, of course, course. Dan of Price. Course. All right. So even if you don't live in Seattle and you're like, Dan Price, who is that? I'm it sure It might ring a bell. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because about eight or nine years ago, he performed a socialist experiment. Mm. Good way to put it. Mm-hmm. He leveled everybody's playing field. That he worked that works for him. Okay, let's let me backtrack. So he is the CEO of a credit card processing center here in Seattle. That's why it's called Gravity Payment. So they're the middleman between like American Express, Visa, Discover, and uh, Java Johns, where you go get your coffee. Okay. So you swipe your card, then they're the people that like get the money to the banks, and they take like ten cents per transaction I or whatever see. like that. So they had a lot of call center people. They had IT people. They had, you know, your your data. Your I thought they were collect a collection agency. Uh-huh. That's credit so card funny. processing. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Okay. So um, he raised everybody's pay that was below seventy thousand up to seventy thousand, mm. and it was just shocking. Mm-hmm. It shooketh. The world, yeah. Well, the United States, not about the world. And he became like like an instant celebrity here because, like, New York Times, Harvard Business Review. He was interviewed by the Today Show. Like everybody was writing articles about him, and Fox News, of course, was like, "Well, this socialist experiment. Can't wait to see how this This long-haired hippie." Well, anyway, guess what, guys? Uh, it didn't go poorly. It went really well because people were happy at work, mm. which is fine. You know, good for you, Dan Price. However, I still think you're a tool. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think he's a tool? Because he because he had that one, like, positive engagement. Yes. He now thinks that he's, like, the Yoda of the business yeah, world. Yeah, yeah, He has, like, a platform now he, in which, like, spew. Because he has all of these Twitter followers now, so he'll, like, just tout all of his um, wisdom uh-huh. down to the void. He shouts his business wisdom into the void. And it's just always... 
it's very virtuous. Like I think ah. Seattle as a whole, I feel like we are the capital of, of virtue signaling. signaling. <laughs> yes. We are the capital of looking down our noses and being like, we are so much better than you. You don't compost. Oh, guess what, guys? I don't. (laughs) I don't care if it's like a Snohomish County thing. (laughs) I don't think I have to. But anyway, um, so he he was posting the other day about how, um, and I see, I follow him on Twitter Uh and on LinkedIn. So I'll like see these things as they come up. And he was just going on and on about how like all internships should be paid and if they're not being paid then it's like free labor and I want to say first and foremost my company that my husband and I we do pay our interns but I don't think that they all should be paid. I agree with that because there are some industries like you know I'm old school yoga industry and like in the the world of chefing and cooking where like you kind of apprentice right like you find a teacher you love Mm -hmm. and then if that teacher and you build a relationship it is an honor for you to to sort of learn from them so for me to like be in a classroom with annie carpenter and like assist her and sort of like observe and watch and listen and gain skills that way i'm more than happy to not get paid for that you know i think the same thing happens like with chefs it's like they take someone under their wing and they get to you know learn about all the skills and trade practices that yeah, the pay the whole paid thing um, for every internship, I'm not exactly on board with. And I also want to say, like interns, do your homework. Like if you show up to this interview and it's like clearly someone that's a hot mess express, mm-hmm. their office is a mess, mm-hmm. they're unorganized and it's unpaid, yeah, you need to run mm. because they are gonna use you for free labor, <laughs> right? Yeah. But like I would, I would go unpaid for Gwenny, for Gwen Gwen Pal Pal. Oh wow, this is controversial. <laughs> you know how I love my Gwyneth Paltrow. Yes, she's bougie and she puts jade eggs up her vajayjay, but like she knows who she is. That's her authenticity. I'm sure. <laughs> who else would you go unpaid for? Unpaid for? Oh god. I would go unpaid for my man Ed. I know, but in what capacity? (laughs) As your lover? Yes. I would only be paid to be his lover. (laughs) Who else? Who else do I admire? Put me on the the spot there. I would go unpaid for Alanis Morissette or Janet. (laughs) Whatever you want me to do, I will organize your closet. Okay, well, Janet Jackson obviously dancing. Hello. Yeah, but like, no, like, if you need me to clean your countertops, done. You want to watch a little baby Issa? I'm watching like a little kid for you. Is Issa? Uh-huh. I didn't know that. Yeah. Inspired by Issa Rae? I don't think <laughs> so. I mean, it could be, but... I haven't, I haven't watched season five yet. I haven't either. It's, I, I, I just don't want do it, it to be over. That's, ex- that's why I don't watch these things. Yeah. yeah. I procrastinate watching like the last season or last episode of things. Yeah. I know. I have a couple seasons I have to catch up on. Anyway. Anyways, we digress. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so Dan, let's talk about Dan. He okay, so he rose everybody's pay up to seventy thousand regardless, and that did cause a little bit of strife in the company because maybe mm-hmm. some of the people that were at or around seventy were like, "I'm more valuable than that person." Correct. So there was a little bit of attrition there, but um, but I don't know. Like, if you weren't complaining before, like, I'm sure you were fine with what you're being paid, right? And I, he chose seventy, and I actually heard this. Um, 
this little thing on the radio about if you're and this was you know eight or nine years ago so I'm sure the the price has gone up with you know inflation Mm -hmm. but it was basically all your needs are being met at around 70 to 75,000 oh so like you can pay your bills comfortably you can like take a vacation put some money away once it gets like a lot over that it's kind of like whatever like all your needs are being met and now you can just buy like a shit ton of stuff but your happiness level doesn't go up i see i see i see but so 70 and under you're kind of struggling oh that's interesting yeah so did he change his pay well yes he did and that is a really good question because he was paying himself a million dollars a year. Now, I want to break that down for you. Wait, he was? He was paying himself a million dollars a year. At that point? Or did he change it? He changed it. He took some of the money from his pay and he had to disperse it out. I see. But here's the thing that I want to share that is gripe-worthy. Because they, his company was netting $2 million at the end of the year. Like So half of, of oh. the money that they were making, he was paying himself. Oh. That's a lot. That sounds like a lot. So when I was doing my research on old Dan Dan over here, it said that companies of his size, their CEOs were making between three hundred and four hundred thousand. Not a million. Correct. Uh, so, so he's like overly paying himself. Well, and this was this also ties into like their virtue signal. I am taking from my payments. Uh-huh. And I'm paying my people. After I've made all this shitload of money. Yes. (laughs) So that was annoying and a little known fact. And then also his brother sued him because it was a brother-brother business. Oh. Um, Brother sued him because he thought that he was paying himself too much, which (laughs) which he was. Um, And, you know, I have, like, all these weird religion gripes. I have so many gripes Uh, about religion. mm, mm, mm. And... Whenever somebody is really annoying to me, I'm going to be like, guess what? I bet they're They're hella Christian. Christian. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, we've alienated our Christian base. Holy shit. We haven't alienated our Christian base because, you know, I'm Christian. I just have gripes about Christianity. So many gripes about Christianity. But he was homeschooled. Uh, it was like a Christian gaudy type thing. <laughs> G-O-D-Y and G-A-U-D-Y. I had a little play on words. And um, he was like the rebel. You know, he had like long hair and he was like in the Christian rock mm-hmm. band. I mean, and he used the Bible verses against against the person who was teaching him. Probably. <laughs> and so then he got married when he was super young because... The woman that he, or the girl, I can say girl in this instance, the girl he was dating at the age of 16 Whoa. was also super Christian, and her parents said they could no longer date unless he went ahead and proposed. At 16? No, to go ahead and get married when they were out of high school. And they did. No. I, guess, look, 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 look. Guess what? That didn't work out. Yeah, they're divorced. Yeah. <laughs> I could see that coming a mile away. <laughs> but, like, of course he's super Christian. Of course he was, like, a vocal, like, homeschooled Christian thing. And here's my other gripe about Dan Price. All these articles that I was reading were comparing him to Brad Pitt. Hell no. Uh, no. Do not talk about my man Brad Pitt that way. Because of, like, looks and sexiness? Yes. No, man, like, no, oh, that. his long locks. Stop like, it. Not even... <laughs> Maybe by Oklahoma standards. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, like, so they're, they're like, like getting him to uh, Legends of the Fall, Brad. 
Okay, and that is the best Brad. <laughs> Seriously. Gosh, okay. What do you like crying in the fields? Like, can't barely hold in that emotion. But yeah, that's because his wife died. His wife that he loved so much. Oh remember? My, barely. Like, that movie is one of my favorite movies. <laughs> Speaking of Brad Pitt, so... Um, He's making a cameo in a new Sandy Bullock movie. I love me some Sandy Bullock. Okay, well. Uh, Sandy and Channing. I don't know. Is it Channing Tatum or Tatum Channing? Channing Tatum. Okay. <laughs> so they're in this like jungle movie. It looks real fun. Charlotte and I are going. Do you want to come with us? I will come with you. Come with us. Because I love, after two years of like not going to see a movie, I'm all about going to a theater yeah. to see a movie. Getting my popcorn, getting my Whoppers. Your Whoppers. That's my candy of choice. Mixing them in together? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. And so I was like, oh, I'm definitely going to see that. And then, because when Brad Pitt came on, hello. No. And all of a sudden, little Shar Shar pipes up, I'll go with you, mommy. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> anyway, Dan Price, you're dead to me. <laughs> but I'm keep following you on that Twitter. So I can get mad. <laughs> it's that hate follow. Oh, oh yes. Very aware of what that is. Um, okay, so I'll go now. My first griping Seattle celeb is Robbie Turner. I don't know who that is. Um, Robbie Turner is, um, well, landed on the map because he was a contestant on RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, here we go. <laughs> we need to have a drinking game of every time Kai mentions RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> Robbie Turner was on season eight. Of Drag Race in 2016, um, and he was like famously, you know, they had a, ch- a channel like a, a runway where they were on roller skates, and Robbie's really good on the roller skates, right? But like, he was lip syncing for his life on roller skates, and at the very end, like, was doing this move, and famously got yeeted off that stage. <laughs> And, like, landed on the floor. It's really funny. Oh, my gosh. Hilarious. But he's from here. He's from Seattle. Seattle Dry Queen. And um, got eliminated, like, about halfway through the competition. So, okay. Um, And, you know, came back and sort of held court in the the drag world scene. And uh, started hosting weekly shows at Queer Bar, which is in Capitol Hill. And it's kind of, it was like the premier sort of gay place to go and see drag and drink and do all that good stuff. But on April 15th, 2018, Robbie puts a post on Instagram. um, And it was like just kind of his face in drag. um, And says that he was on his way home. It took an Uber, got into an accident and although Robbie only suffered minor injuries, the driver was killed. Oh my gosh. And it was like, kind of shocking, Wait, right? is this real? <laughs> <laughs> so that was the thing, is like people were like, oh my God, Robbie, like, we're so sorry, like, this is so crazy. And so many people and news outlets, like, contacted SPD to be like, tell us about the, fa- the fatal car accident. Um, called hospitals, even contacted Uber. It was like, what statement do you have about the fatality in Seattle? And no one could find any No evidence. one could verify it. It, ver- it was unverifiable. And so the story was like, sus. Yeah. Right? 
And so they questioned Robbie, and a few days later, um, Queer Bar says in a statement, we're, um, actually, Robbie is going to be on a, a leave of absence um, because this is weird and yeah, it's us and da 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 da. And so it just, it was just this weird, weird thing that happened. Um, but then about two weeks later, Robbie went on to, uh, made a statement to Entertainment Weekly and said, um, I think I was roofied that night. I was about to say, <laughs> what benefit does it do him to come up with this story? Well, because I think that when you're like at that level of like uh, reality stardom, and then it goes away. You you try to do what you can. Oh, you do what you can to get back in the news. Exactly, and to be relevant and to get talked about, and yeah. then to like another opportunity comes along. And so mm, we all think that that's the story. Actually, he made this crazy story up to try to like get more clout, and it backfired. And uh, and then he can't stop lying. He's like, I think I was roofied, and you know that's just what I thought would happen. So where is he now? We believe he's still in Seattle. Um, but he's just like off the radar. Off the radar. Because this was twenty eighteen, so that's like four years ago. Yeah. So he's OTR. You know what? He kind of reminds me of Jesse Smollett a little bit. Ooh, child. But Jesse's in jail now. <laughs> no, released yesterday. Oh, really? Released yesterday. We need a Jesse Smollett update. Um, released pending an appeal. Okay. So um, yeah, he's out. He's free. They're trying to appeal the verdict, the guilty verdicts, I might add. Um, so just a reminder for all y'all, Jesse was the actor from Atlanta, the show, TV show Atlanta, right? Uh, is it Atlanta? I thought it was. No, 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 no. No. What show was he in? Uh, with Cookie. Empire. Oh, yes. Yes. And he just came up with this whole cockamamie story about how he was followed around the streets of Chicago. By Omega. And then they attacked him put and a put a noose around his neck. Yeah. And Stating it was like a, a racially motivated hate crime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as it turned out, he had hired these people to do it. Mm-hmm. And nothing happened. Like he like, orchestrated the whole thing. Yes. So that just sucks. Using like a subway sandwich at two in the morning <laughs> and was attacked. Anyway, and the thing is, like, we believed him. Yeah, we felt bad for him. And then was there like video footage and then a check? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> who writes checks? Listen, <laughs> committing a crime. You've got to do better. You've got to cover your tracks. You Come use on, cash. You gotta <laughs> listen. If you're gonna commit crime, you gotta start just like. Get, what's the word? Getting your withdrawing your cash slowly now right, 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 for a crime right. in five years. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be our next podcast: how to commit a crime, how to get away with murder. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so that's um. It always makes me sad when people kind of do that shit. It's wild. It's it's not so. Um, but yeah, that's that's Robbie Turner. Um, yeah, I want to talk about. Your boy, Russell Wilson. My boy. Notice how I said he was your <laughs> <My> boy. boy. <laughs> Last week, we got Seattle got the news that Russell Wilson is leaving us. And for mm. those of y'all that, like Kai, who don't follow sports. I, I followed enough to, to know, know his name. Who he was. And to ask you when I saw the yeah, news, is this a big deal? 
And it's like it is and it isn't, right? Because Russell Wilson came in 2012, I believe, and uh, he was like the 70th draft pick. Like, he was picked way down the line. I wrote it down. From where? Do you know? He graduated from Wisconsin. So out of college, Mm -hmm. they... Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. He was was right, Scotty. He was in the third round, and he was the 75th pick overall. I mean, that's way down there. Okay. That's hella low. So, like, at what number is it still good? Like, 25? I mean, I reckon you want to be picked in the first round. That's when you're, like... Give me like that. You're, Give me uh, that. Give I me see. that money. Show me that money. Yeah. It can actually work. Like I don't even I don't even think when Russell Wilson was drafted, I don't believe he was making a million dollars a year here. Okay. And for like a NFL quarterback, that's not very much. It's disgraceful. Right. That's disgraceful. <laughs> that's clutch your pearls money right there. That's dreadful. Anyway, he's hella short. He's like five ten. Oh, uh, that's surprising. And everybody was like, Who is this guy? Be cute. He's cute. Yeah. He's handsome. Um, also super Christian oh, oh, gag. Oh, oh. He wears like cro- diamond cross jewelry and all this gaudy stuff. You know what I mean? And what's another term? It's the word cross dresser. <laughs> Look at you. You got puns. Um, anyway, so he came to Seattle and guess what he did? He, he killed it. it. He put us on the map. He sure did. After a couple seasons, we were like in the playoffs. Oh, okay. And then I think his third season here, we Look, won the Super Bowl. So, and you attribute that to his talent? Well, I mean, I think that he was a good leader. Like the the whole group uh-huh. was. It was like that magic group. I he had see. like the quarterback that knew how to play with like the defense. They were just a good group together. I see. I see. I see. So we had we won the Super Bowl, and that was really fun. Notice I say we. I say we when we're good. <laughs> The Hamlets. Yeah. <laughs> in the dumps. But then the past couple of years, they haven't. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> and this season was just awful. Seattle won. We had a losing record. It was like we won five games, lost ten. Okay, what do you think that's attributed to? Well, he broke his finger, so he was out for like three or four games. Mm, Backup quarterback was in. I see. And then the whole, like, everything was off with him yeah, with the whole team like the whole the, the, the vibe was the off the vibe was off I see so yeah he's gone and a lot of people are sad but a lot of people are like alright bitch like it's time to go you've okay. been here for like okay years. which camp are you in alright bitch <laughs> get you and Sierra get out of here no cause they're oh, Sierra I know they're going to Denver which kind of surprised me I, everybody thought that they would be like a New York or an LA team. I was gonna say I can't I mean she's not gonna live there no no she's gonna like do her thing on one of the coasts and then like get divorced very soon <laughs> I'm sorry it's gonna happen I mean Denver's not that glamorous it, <laughs> I was so underwhelmed when I went to Denver for the first time. You know what's so funny? And the very first time I went to Denver, so Kai and I met when we worked at a, a yoga chain based out of Denver, Colorado. And I went for my training and I stayed in the corporate apartment. Oh, me too. Okay. I had got in there right after you had left. Oh, that was you. Interesting. Wait, after me? Yeah. You had like just left when I was, because. That's hot. Remember you, we were there at the same time for for the the conference. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So you had like just checked out of the corporate apartment. That's so funny. That was before we knew each other. You you laid in my bed, honey. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And this also ties in because 
that period of my life is when I was watching Friday Night Lights. Okay. And that's all about football. Yes. And that is when I started getting into real life football, and oh. that's when the Seahawks got good. Oh my. Do you see all of the dots? It is. It's connecting. connecting. The synergy is real, y'all. Um, but yeah, so he's just a goofy little dude. Like he's all he's very religious. He's all on Twitter again. He's always talking Bible verses. He's got like, that that fusion. Thank you, God, true fusion, f- true fusion, which can go away. But like, why do we hate that? I don't know. Why do we hate it? I don't really know anything. Because it's um, detracting from Mom people com- coming to me. Oh, <laughs> but people in Bellevue are not crossing the bridge for you, honey. Oh, but isn't it in Ballard too? Oh, is it? I thought yes. it was in Bellevue. No, there's one in Ballard, I think. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, he can take that with him to Colorado. <laughs> there might be one there. But here's my... Okay, so here's my gripiest gripe. Okay. And at, he and Sierra... Okay, so Russell Wilson was married when he came to Seattle. Okay. And there were some rumors about some infidelities with his wife and, and people on the team. Ooh. So she stepped out. That's what they're saying. Okay. Allegedly. Okay, great. And I feel like yes. I have to sneeze. Um, I'm just going to fight through it. <laughs> so they got divorced. Because she can't sneeze when she lies. <laughs> they got divorced. <laughs> and then he met and married Sierra. Okay. Or what? got it. He met and got engaged to Sierra. How, now, how fast? I don't know. I didn't, okay, know. Okay. I didn't write the dates down. I thought it was, it that, was that, a, it that was was a scandal. few years. Okay. It was a few years. So. Now Sierra has our, Sierra has a kid. Right? Mm. She has a kid with future. Got it. Future rapper. Yeah. So, and Russell Wilson was married before. So these... These are adult people. These two individuals have known other people in the biblical sense. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. However, they made a vow of abstinence. Oh, God. Good God. Once they got engaged. No. Yes, they sure did. For why? Exactly. Like... Honestly, if you think that God cares that you put a penis in a vagina, strike me dead. (laughs) Like, hold out your hand. It's the same thing as me, like, putting my finger through your little thumb (laughs) hole right here. It doesn't make any sense. That did not make sense. My my thumb hole is confused. But, like, that is the same thing. It's a body part from one person and a body part from another person. So they literally, they made that public? Yes. A public statement about yes we're being virginal yes even though we fucked already a hundred percent wow and then the day after they got married they posted this video that was like hey y'all oh all smiles God. because you know they just spent oh. all night doing it i guess that was no, like that was their specific fur and like be titillated from their christian sex <laughs> they went from christian side hug to christian sex <laughs> <laughs> front loving <laughs> So that's my gripe about that. That's worthy. That's gripe worthy. Definitely. And they don't make sense to me as a couple. Like, she is tall and gorgeous and, like, statuesque. No, when she stands next to him, like, on the red carpet, does she tower over him? Yes. Oh, okay. That's hot. And he's little. He's a, he's a he, little He's a little nugget. He's a little nugget. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's all. That's all I got. Okay. Bye-bye, okay. R-dubs. <laughs> See you never. <laughs> Um, this is gonna be random, but did you know that Danny Bonaducci <laughs> oh, from Seattle? No, <laughs> he is. 
And if you don't know who Danny Bonaduce is, so he is the red headed drummer boy from the Partridge family. And like he had a VH1 show, right? Probably. Like your reality show, probably? Yes. Yeah. Because okay. he was a mess when he grew up. <laughs> yes. That's what we're talking about <laughs> <Okay>. today. <laughs> um, but, I, you know, he's one of these these child actors that had, like, one little role. Um, and he was, like, this sort of mischievous, red-headed drummer kid um, on the Parch family. Like, it was, like, that family... Of, of musicians. And they traveled in the van. They did. Yeah. Susan Day and Keith. What's his name? I don't remember. But like, it was a hit in it was the 70s. Hit. Yes. Everybody watched Partridge Family. And like, it was that thing where they were like this TV family, but I think they also had like singles on the charts at the same time. You know? Yeah. That's really funny to me. Um, and so it's like all heartthrobs, and she was like a teen heart, heartthrob herself, Susan Day. But he was always kind of goofy looking, right? But this show had a big impact. And he didn't really act in anything else after this, but people just knew who he was. And so he had this sort of personality where, like, he could have, get a VH1 show or, like, you know, be some weird controversial host in something, right? Um... And, like, he did some boxing stuff. It was super... Remember, like, all that stuff? Like, oh, like, these child actors are going to come and, like, box for charity. So, like, celebrity matchup <laughs> or something? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, so, the first hilarious event that happens was March 9th, 1990. Um, Danny Bonaduce was in Daytona Beach. And he was there to host um, an event for D.A.R.E. Oh, Drug Abuse Resistance Education? That is exactly it. <laughs> this man gets arrested for trying to buy cocaine. <laughs> Stop it right now. I love that so much. Yeah, he got busted and um, it was all over the news. Mm-hmm. He was fired from um, his DJ gig at KKFRFM in Phoenix, Arizona. For trying to buy drugs during a dare event. I mean, that's too much. <laughs> like, know when to say no, buddy. And if, if there was ever another occasion... This is the time to, like, pause on or that. Or just bring it with you on the freaking bus, man. Like, take a bus. <laughs> like, you know, like, you're on a tour bus or something? Use that. Don't fly, obviously. It's against the law. No, he was actually... He wasn't flying. He was actually in at, in Daytona Beach trying to buy cocaine from someone. No, but I'm saying, like, he was there for, for D.A.R.E., right? So yes. he had to get there uh-huh. from wherever he was living. <laughs> so if he's, like, on a tour bus, he could have just brought... He could have just come prepared. That is very true. That's what I'm saying. That is very true. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so then he could not stay out of trouble. And a year later, uh, he was arrested in Phoenix for beating and robbing a sex worker. Oh, my word. Danny. Um, Danny, who Danny, Danny. happened Danny. to be a man dressed as a woman. Oh, my. Um, beat this person, broke their nose, because cut up their face. was he surprised that... I he... believe that's exactly what happened. What? Allegedly, I, he, he was surprised by... Um, the, the anatomy? That is correct. Okay. Um, but Danny Bonaduce pled guilty to reduce charges on that. And then VH1 just really saw that as an opportunity and they're like, this guy <laughs> this is the guy. needs a reality mm-hmm. show. 
He had a come up moment there for a little bit. Did he? Well, he had his own show. Right. Well, is not really a come up moment? I mean, he was like uh, the status of influencer back in the 90s, right? Yeah. <laughs> so that's Danny Bonaduce. So wait, who, he lives here now. Wait, as well. what? Belton. Why am I not surprised? I know, right? He's still probably getting that cocaine. <laughs> All right, y'all. Belltown, for our out-of-state listeners, is uh, downtown Seattle. It's, like, yeah. close to the waterfront. It's been struggling these past these past couple of years. It has been struggling. Yeah. Help us. <laughs> Help us, Mayor. <laughs> <laughs> Mayor Harold. Mayor Harold. All right. <sighs> what do you think of... This brings me back to what? To my first yoga playlist. Wait, are you serious? I'm dead serious. Yeah, cr- wait, <laughs> wait, girl. One moment. <laughs> you had crash into me. It was you- my Sun B Flow song. Are you kidding me? I am serious. I am so <laughs> dying right now. I would never have pegged you for a Dave Matthews in your playlist type Look, of guy. That was the jam. Okay, yeah. it touched my soul. As corny as it is. <laughs> Guys, did y'all know that Dan Matthews lives in Seattle? <laughs> I knew it. Um, all right, my friends. So Dan Matthews lives in the Wallingford neighborhood he of sure Seattle. Does, yes. And the Wallingford neighborhood of Seattle is near the University of Washington, where there is a fabulous outside mall called University Village. Yes. University Village has all of the stores that you would want, and it also has cameos of Dave Matthews. <laughs> <laughs> so, about long last time ago, six or seven or eight years ago, Kai and I were at University Village on a balmy Wednesday afternoon, probably going to Chipotle to get a burrito, and I nudged him in the side and I said, <gasps> "There's Dave Matthews," and you didn't hear me. That's correct. But then he walked on by, and you realized that it was Dave Matthews. And then I got mad at you, and I was really annoyed. (laughs) Because you and Dave held sustained eye contact for like 10 seconds. It was a good amount of time, yes. And And like I was like, oh, there's this recognition. There's this connection. And then you had said something in my ear, but I couldn't understand Because it. you were having this recognition and connection with Dave Matthews. And so once we had passed each other, and I was like, I came out of my days, my spell, um, then I realized what you were saying. He's like, that was Dave Matthews. Like, oh my God, that was Dave Matthews. Yes. So my gripe is, why didn't you look at me, Dave? I mean, look. Like, I know that my friend is cute, <laughs> but I'm not mashed potatoes over here on the side. But I like mashed potatoes. <laughs> you do. <laughs> What's another? I'm not Brussels sprouts before they had their glow up over here on the side. You know? I was like, damn, why I don't even get a look, I don't even get a glance. It's just all at my friend whom I was happy for. But I would also like a glance. Look, there have been many a Dave Matthews sightings and spottings and stories of this sustained eye contact and this very charming engagement yeah, with I Dave mean, Matthews. He seems like a pretty like regular guy. Yeah. You know, walking mm-hmm. around the neighborhood, walking around U Village. I wonder what store he was at. <laughs> yeah, totally. I don't have any oh go ahead. I feel like he was probably there with children. His, like his yeah. 
Yeah, I was saying daughters, but I wasn't sure if that was a thing. And like, so he was like kind of chaperoning them. There were girls in the vicinity yes. of Dave Matthews. And they were not fawning over him like you would think. They're like, Dad. <laughs> oh my God, Dad. <laughs> so embarrassing. Um, I've seen another celebrity at U Village, okay. Macklemore. Oh, at the Apple Lamar. Store. Oh yes. So I don't have I don't have any like super gripes on Ben Haggerty, aka Macklemore. <laughs> this dropping name. Oh my gosh, no! There's so many people in Seattle that'll be like Ben, and I'm like, oh my oh, god, god, shut up. <laughs> um, so the artist Macklemore was at the Apple Store with his wife last summer, oh. and I was taking some laptops there um, to get repaired. I remember that. And guys. He's like way more handsome in person than oh, he is don't tell me that. on the gram. Do you think he's cute? I mean, I think he's there's cute. A, no, do you think you have, like there's an appeal? Sure, I can see it. So here's the thing. I walked into the Apple Store, and you know that I am um, a sartorial lover. Like I like clothes, right? It's a thing. Uh-huh. It's a thing about me. I walk in, and I notice this guy's outfit. This is the I have it ingrained into my head. Was it golfy? Yes. Mmm, look at this. He's wearing a Gucci bucket hat and it's like a Wednesday morning. And I'm like, yeah, like well, this is a I'm choice. Like, that's an aggressive choice for a Wednesday morning <laughs> at U Village. A Gucci a logo emblazoned bucket hat, a white t-shirt, a light blue, baby blue sweater vest, uh, um, dad khakis with the pleats in the front, mm-mm-mm. and then the New Balance grandpa shoes. <laughs> And I see him from the back, and I take it all in, and I'm like, check, check, check. Interesting. Like I'm, I'm like, oh, kind of into it because like he's he's having a look. Yes. A lot of people in Seattle don't have looks. Right. They're just out here. Just. <laughs> <laughs> then I go and I check in my little Apple expert. I'm like, hey, make my computers, me. And they're like, oh, sit over there. So I sit down. Then, New Balance turns around. So you caught him from the back at first. Yes. Caught it from the back. I caught it from the back. And then the unveiling happened. Yes. Turned around. And it was Macklemore. Mm. And I was I was so I was like having a moment. So <laughs> this was me pulling out my moment. I was pulling out my phone and I was like <laughs> bloop and I and I sent it to the team. I think I sent it to you. I was like, it's Macklemore. Anyway, I don't have any gripes about him. I just thought that was... You can see celebrities at University Village. Mm-hmm. But my gripe about Dave Matthews was that he didn't make eye contact with me. <laughs> the end. The Period. End. Period. Um, my next one is music genre as well. Okay. Did you know that Sir Mix-a-Lot lives here? Yeah, Baby Got Back. Yeah, Renton, right? Baby Got, Baby got Back, which hit number one in the summer of 92... Man, it's been that long. It's been that long. Jeez, Louise. Look, what I love about this is how subversive it was at the time. Because it's talking about, like, big black butts, right? And, like, how women don't have to, like, live the Cosmo and, you know, these, like, little white wafy things, right? It's like, okay, that's a message. Um, what number one? Was that a crazy, crazy number one hit? Um, I have no gripes about Sir Mix a lot except for the fact that this song is about Jennifer Lopez. Wait, what? 100%. Are you sure? I'm 100% sure. Did you talk to this him? This just came... First of all, it just came out. Oh, he's first of all like me, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I heard this maybe like a few weeks ago that it was about Jennifer Lopez. And then I was doing that. research and back in like 2004, it was verified. This it's been, it, this has been out for a long time that 
he had seen her and knew her from a fly girl when he was doing his thing mm. on a living color saw her met her thought her physique was everything and wrote the song as Jennifer Lopez as the muse. Was he trying to woo her? I don't know if, if she was woo-worthy at the time, because she was just a backup dancer. But... Um, well, now she's woo-worthy. <laughs> she, yes. And my gripe is that she doesn't need any more glow-ups. <laughs> she is good, you guys. She's done the music thing. Yeah. She's done the movie thing. I wanted to see her She maybe. got her goddamn perfume glow happening and popping. Glow up. And she has been Affleck, and you know what? <laughs> He is looking good these days. <laughs> she is really good for him. She, they look happy together. I'm serious. I like it, them together. I just feel like she, she's had enough glow-ups in, in her lifetime for so many people. Some people are just meant to be famous. Mm-hmm. And clearly she's one of them. <laughs> she was like, um, have you seen that, that commercial with what, Goji? Goji Berry? The Berry thing? No. Uh, and she's like, it gives her energy, so you should do this. And it's called Genergy. No. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Did you watch her movie Marry Me? I will not. I will. You go ahead then. I want. I it will. So ridiculous. <laughs> well, who doesn't need something ridiculous in these trying times? Look, the most ridiculous thing that I embraced and love about her is is hustle. That movie was I, so good. I don't know if I saw it. Were there like strippers? Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely didn't see that. Definitely into it. I definitely didn't it. see that. No, but like her like pop star status and like marrying someone for the audience out of spite. Yes, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Can't do it. And again, I say again, we need ridiculosity in these trying times. I, I, I would maybe see it because Sarah Silverman's in it. But that's it. <laughs> She's rolling her eyes on me. Owen you know. Wilson? You don't even like Owen Wilson? No, I want the brother instead. Luke? Luke. Yeah, I like Luke. Come on now. But I like Owen and his broke ass nose. <laughs> I can't with He's cute. No, he's not. Yes. Has never, ever been cute to me. Ugh. Luke, though? Yes. Handsome, for sure. So cute. For sure. But anyways. Is there anybody worse? Than what? Chris the- Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> Very few people. Yes. <laughs> Is, is there anybody worse than Chris Pratt? Jeez. Jeez, Jeez Louise. Yes. He used to, okay, Parks and Rec. Lovable. Goofy. Mm-hmm. Affable. Sure. Little chubby. Yeah. He was not in the best shape of his life. But he was cute. Right. And funny. We still liked him. Yeah. Relatable. Relatable. Probably still with Anna Ferris back then. Oh, Definitely, Definitely. Anna Ferris back then, who's also from this area. Which we love. She grew up in Edmonds. We embraced her, yes. He grew up in Snohomish. So they're both like northern suburby type folks. Okay. And um, My people, yes. <laughs> <laughs> they He started getting fit maybe for, I don't know what role he was in. Yeah, maybe some superhero thingy. And then all of a sudden... Got some attitude. He ditched Anna. They got divorced. And now he's with Catherine Schwarzenegger. No, thank you. And he just seems like he takes himself very seriously yes. now, which uh-huh. is not attractive. No, no. And you know what else? What? Super Christian. I see. Chris Pratt is just a non-starter for me. Here he go. <laughs> non-starter. <laughs> I will not. I'm not seeing anything more with him in it. I will. Oh God. I will. She, she's complaining now, but she can go see his movies. Because I like Jurassic Park. Oh, you see. Never got into that. 
I like never those, got into I it. I like those nostalgia films. Okay. What's did you see the last iteration that came out? Yeah. I can't say that they're like good, but I will go see them. They're entertaining. Okay. 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 I'll anyway, give you that. Anyway, bye, Chris Pratt. I'll give you that. Go hang out with Arnold. It's so funny because, like, there's... Is it the Pratt Institute or something? Some arts thing that when I used to live in Center District, I would see. And I was like, I wonder if that's part of the Pratt family. And, like, at I first just... I liked it. And then he, when he got douchey, I was like, no, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't, I don't think so. They seem pretty homegrown up there. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't think they'd be having like an art type affiliation. <laughs> Homegrown and arts do not. They seem commingle. more like farm people. <laughs> like they'd sponsor 4 H Club or something yeah. like that. But see, he was on. Showing your sheep. He and Anna Ferris were on an episode of Top Chef where they were in Seattle. Oh, really? And they were at the Chuli Center. And like he looks right at home. And I was like, oh, yeah, he can be fucks with us. That's cool. <laughs> But then I was like, oh no, that was just all for show. Because he is an actor. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. I feel you on that. Okay. I feel you on that. Okay, so this is my last gripe. And I alluded to this in a previous gripe. Mm. Um, and I don't remember what that topic was, but I brought up the name Eduardo Jordan. Mm. Yes. And Eduardo Jordan is. Or was, maybe is, um, an up-and-coming chef. He was at the time, like many years ago, um, here in Seattle. Had a restaurant. I don't know which came first. Was it Solaire or June Baby? I think it's the first one. Solaire came first. Um, Basically made a name for himself um, at this little restaurant in Ravenna. um, And eventually opened up June Baby. And apparently, like, that fried chicken was to die for. Yeah. Lines I never had it. I went to Jude Baby twice, but I never had the chicken. It was on Sundays only. Oh, So right, it was, like, right, right, very right. limited. Um, and, like, everyone knew about it. So it was, know. like, kind of impossible. Was it Ezel's, though? It, meant, it might not have been Ezel's. <laughs> <laughs> way, way more familiar to us. That's for sure. Um, but he was, like, definitely an upcoming... People like were one wanting him to like be successful, you know, being a black chef in Seattle is a rare thing, and he was excellent, and people wanted to see him succeed. Um, but then in June of 2021, Seattle Times published an article that detailed um, a bunch of allegations against him by women who said that he mistreated them in the workplace with sexual harassment and all that not fun stuff. Right, right, right. Um, And it's one of those things where it's like, okay, this is, this sucks because there's an allegation. Oh crap, now there's two allegations. Now there's 10. Now there's 15. Oh jeez. And it's like, oh jeez. You know, you can't dismiss 15. You just cannot do it. Um, and so that put him in in the you know the hot seat. He was um, canceled for a minute. He closed down June Baby. He closed down, but then recently reopened it. Right, like two weeks ago, he reopened June Baby after nine months being closed. I haven't heard any buzz like if people are going. Although if I had to guess, I would say people are going because people are inherently selfish and have short memories. <laughs> I mean, yeah. right? I you're not wrong about that. I mean. Can you imagine yourself going to that establishment? 
No, because I'll just go to South Carolina and eat real food. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't need the Seattle $30 chicken plate. Exactly. Or I'll go to Ezel's and get a bucket of chicken any day of the week, <laughs> not just Sunday. Yeah, so, I mean, he's trying to make a comeback. Um, but also, like, that shit's illegal, right? So if it's illegal, I'm sure there are cases against him, right? And if there aren't then did these what happened did you pay him off probably i mean when to I, avoid like i looked criminal time. things up and there's not there's no news about it whatsoever whatever happened if something happened you know no pending litigations or anything like that so was it more than like unwelcome advances were there like assault charges um because like if he's just like hitting on people no, there was like, um, it was incessant. Some groping things? Gropey and like very, um, like boys club. So if it's like a uh, female chef or sous chef or someone working, like they felt like a complete outsider because he got the boys in on it. Mm. That kind of thing. Um, so, yeah. And there was like a very specific allegation with him like booking um then an event or something and it was supposed to be separate rooms but it wasn't he booked them in the same room with one bed and she was not comfortable oh with it oh my gosh and kept creepy creepster to, you know just sleep in the same bed with me da, 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 da. it's not that big of a deal but it is it is yeah 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 so lots of that kind of stuff jeez Eduardo um, yeah and like the industry that industry is not foreign to this kind of behavior so it's not like it was a shock you know that that industry needs reform in this this space yeah so that's unfortunate i mean why is that why is the restaurant industry just known for that i don't know i think that like you work real close to all these people and the hours are so fucking weird and at the end you need to drink with them you need to like and then the drugs let your hair down yeah and it's like you know two in the morning let your hair out of your hair net Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) um you know the new york times tried to take down blaine wetzel and the lummy willows in on Mm -hmm. lummy island Mm -hmm. and that just seemed like such a random hit piece See, this is the same thing we're talking about before about the whole wage theft thing. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, is it wage theft or is it like an apprenticeship? Like I'm working, you're working under my wing, and it's kind of a known, th- you know. Yeah, he's like yeah. a super famous chef. When I booked <laughs> two summers ago, I just like booked me and Aaron a place at the Willis Inn. I didn't know anything about anything. Uh-huh. I saw somebody had gone there. They took a picture of their dinner, and I was like, hey, like that looks- I want some of that. Right. I didn't know it was like famous. I yeah. didn't know Blaine Wetzel. Anyway, we went, and it was like, it was very good, and also like, very random, and very expensive. Didn't and you meet him? I met him. He's very charming, mm-hmm. and very handsome. And, unlike Dave Matthews, he held eye contact with me the whole time. And Aaron's like, hey, I'm over here. Exactly. Aaron was like, damn, dude. He was like, that's my wife. But, you know, I was like, uh-huh, this, this wine pairing is very good. Thanks for the recommendation. <laughs> but anyway, the hit piece was so random. And you know how I'm It was loyal. like reaching, do you think? Yes, it mm. was a total reach. Like, they talked about the wage theft. They talked about um, the boys club action, which... Uh. That's annoying. Yes. But it's not criminal. Sure. It's annoying. 
Right. And then the thing that made me laugh the hardest was the um, the Costco chickens. Like, uh, like so Willow's in is all about like everything is farm, farm to table, table organic, and, like, and they have sustainable. their farm a mile down the road. When we they, just like, pick up this. your vegetables were picked uh, an hour ago. Uh, uh. And the, the chicken drippings for some of the things are allegedly, allegedly from Costco. Look, if it's good, it's good. Okay. But also Costco's local. Look, it is Kirkland style, baby. It might be a stretch, but mm-hmm. it is local. If you're wondering what we're talking about, the brand name at Costco is always Kirkland, right? Yeah, Kirkland Signature. Kirkland is here. It's in a Washington. suburb of Seattle. So it's local, it's baby. Local, like Starbucks. Under <laughs> Howard Schultz, next one on my list. Ooh. So the only mini gripe I have about Howard Schultz is Starbucks uh, guy. So CEO of Starbucks started it, you know, took it from a mini coffee shop to worldwide. The only gripe is that you're not his muse <laughs> on the on the cup. <laughs> the totally. The side. You're not the siren. I'm not the siren. Um, he sold the Sonics in 2008. Uh. So the Supersonics <laughs> has the, nothing to do with coffee. No. <laughs> Here we are back at sports, you guys. Okay, so I, I, first of all, I love Starbucks. Yawn fast. Starbucks is my coffee of choice. <coughs> it is the coffee I brew at home, and then I get another cup throughout the day. I'm currently drinking my water out of a Trenta coffee, iced coffee cup. And she wonders why she pees blood. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> um, I love Starbucks. Always, I will defend them till the day I die. And but how he how he why he had to go and sell the Sonics to Oklahoma? Why did he? I don't know. See, I don't know. Was it a good business deal? It must have must have had been. I can't believe he hasn't been castigated by all of Seattle. No. Here's the deal. Like, oh, your coffee's good. Great. We I forgive you. He's back in the news. Back in the news because not for anything bad. Okay. So the CEO of Starbucks is stepping down, and Howard Schultz is gonna. Be the Interim. acting CEO. Guess how much he's paying himself? $30,000. One dollar. Oh. His salary is one dollar. That's ridiculous. He gets a quarter a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he doesn't need it. At least he's not like damn price. That's true. My salary is $30 million a year. A dollar? That's really funny. I have lots of mini gripes here. Rain Wilson, he always looks dirty. He's from here. <laughs> Um, um, I want to give a shout out to Nancy Wilson from, from Heart. Heart. Yeah. It was her birthday yesterday. Oh, happy birthday, dog. We love Heart. We do. They're part of my growing up music. Mm-hmm. Imprinted in my brain and my heart. Love it. Um, you know how much I love the grunge movement here in yes. Seattle. Man, uh, I don't have a gripe about Kurt or Eddie or, or Chris or any of those guys. Um, my my gripe is with the genre. Like, grunge is always, Nirvana is always credited for the grunge movement. Mm. And Pearl Jam was like third or fourth on the list. <laughs> and I'm like, listen, you guys, my man is the only one that's still alive mm. from this movement. And still doing the thing. So give him top billing. <laughs> you can't compete with ghosts. <laughs> like, Kurt Cobain, dead. Chris Cornell, dead. Um, <laughs> the lead singer of Sentable Pilots, Scott Weiland, dead. dead. Um, Allison Chains, I think the I think his name was Lane Staley, dead. Oh really? Yes. So like they all dead. They, mm-hmm. My man made it. He did. And knock on wood because it is, whew, 
I don't see any wood. It's <laughs> hurry, gonna, hurry. Like, Whoa. I don't know what's going to happen if my man dies. <laughs> She's reaching. There, she locked. She got the knock in. <laughs> Justin's home. You know that I'm going to be in mourning when and if. We understand all of us, yes. I'm really upset now. Um, shout out to Jean Smart from oh, Hacks. Yeah, I love her. Designing Women. Guys, everybody Mayor watch Hacks. Town. HBO Max, so good. Love it. Um, shout out to Anne Rule, who wrote yeah. The Stranger Beside Me. related to Ja. Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy's friend. I mean, laugh ja at my joke. Ja Rule, ja, I got it, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> that was cute. Okay, thank you. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, do you ever see Ken Jennings running around? Never. Ken Jennings was that big winner on Jeopardy. Yeah, and he's the host now. Yeah. But also... I'm sure I've seen him around Edmonds, but he's he so just looks looking. like a normal, yeah, yeah. a normal nerd. Mm-hmm. That I'm like, what <laughs> Just looks nerdy over here. Oh, Ken. No oh, Edmonds. You like you some Edmonds, though. Remember you? I remember do. how you were a little skeptical? I was, yes, definitely. But you know, just like people change, things change. Look, I, I change. liked it when you brought me downtown and we ate at that little pelican place. Mm-hmm. It was real cute. Mm-hmm. And then it won my heart when you brought me to that taco stand. <laughs> I, I was there last week. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Is that like a famous chef's place? Mm-mm. No. You know what? They opened a spot downtown, though. That's okay. At the Seattle Art Museum. Yeah. And I can, it, it's a little closer. Is it? Is it? It's like equidistant. <laughs> it really is. To me, yeah. <sighs> so, Any other gripes? No, I think we covered most of I them. I appreciate you not griping about Eddie Vedder because you know I would have had to throw down. Yeah, I mean, respect. <laughs> yeah, that's it, my friend. Cool. We good. Good. Guys, thanks for coming along on this journey. This journey through Seattle. Through the Seattle. Rain, <laughs> the fog. The it's, dreariness. It's dark here. We got gripes. All right, y'all. Mm, Happy St. Patrick's Day. Day. You're wearing the green. My thong is green. Oh, my God. <laughs> she looked. <laughs> Let me see. Let me see that whale tail. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, yeah, we'll see you in a couple weeks. Yeah. Talk to you soon. Okay. Okay, bye. Bye.